And here we are. It's a podcast for professionals, believers, and genuine people looking for genuine conversation. My name is Kia Harris-Tagren, and I'm your host. I'll be sharing information about nonprofits, faith, business, entrepreneurship, life, and much more. I'm so excited for you to be joining me. episode is for you and me and maybe your colleague or someone you know we're talking about showing up in this episode and this is an important message for everyone how have you been showing up and why haven't you been showing up fully this is my question to you today what i mean by this is speaking up when something needs to be said even if it's contrary to the majority bringing your personality style and idiosyncrasies to the room, being the intelligent, bright, and light that you are. Why is it that we suppress that? We're going to get to the core of that later, but I, in the past, suppressed who I was and also took on identities of who I wasn't in order to try to be someone I wasn't. I'm going to make sense of that. (laughs) So being an introvert, And if you've listened to other episodes, I will consistently tell you that being an introvert is not an issue, nor should you think of it as a flaw. So when I was in elementary, high school, college, I would feel that I needed to be an extrovert. I felt that I needed to have things to say. I needed to speak up. I needed to not be awkward and quiet. This is what I felt. And when you're in that stage, you're insecure, you're often trying to find your identity still so you don't and aren't able to grasp the point of this is not who I am, I don't have to act in this manner or do things in order to be accepted. So the core of it was I wanted to be accepted and so I took on these different identities and forego, forwent those things that were not truly in me. And if you have a relationship with me on a personal level, you know that if I know you, I care about you, I love you, most likely you're going to see ambivert side of me. But then you also know that I do like my space quite often. But if I care and love about you, your space, my space can collaborate (laughs) and you can be a part of my space. So... I shared that to say, I don't want you to think that you need to be someone else. Really get to know who you are and accept who you are. Look at yourself in the mirror and say, what is it that I don't like? Why don't I like this thing? And think about what is it in me that makes me insecure? Because insecurity is a root of that that's going on when you're not accepting yourself when you think you need to be someone else when you think you need to take on another identity this is something i posted a few days ago on instagram if you're following me on instagram i appreciate you if you're not i do encourage you to follow me on instagram often dropping quotes that are relevant to leaders relevant to faith builders entrepreneurs kingdom builders so i invite you to go there but really getting to the core of what things are so stop suppressing who you are and all that you are 
People need to see all the facets of you. Now, of course, that means you are keeping your composure. This means that you're walking in love, treating people kindly, thinking before you speak, pausing before you speak. This is something I thoroughly enjoy, pausing before I speak. Often pauses can be answers, but often pauses can allow the other person to think, but also you to think. So let's get to the core now of why you suppressed or have been suppressing who you are. What's the real issue? And I feel like that's a title of an episode that can be upcoming or a whole series. What's the issue here? Is it insecurity? We talked about insecurity. You're insecure in the way that you look. Why is it that you can get in a room and you're around, for example, beautiful women just like yourself or successful men just like yourself and you're finding that you're stooping low, you're you're crowding the corner, you are not showing up. You are shying away from what's truly in you. In places that you used to speak up, now you are not speaking up at all. You are being mindful of your words. Being mindful of your words is great, but when something needs to be said, it needs to be said. And often it may be just coming from you. You may be the only person who is saying what needs to be said because everyone is going left when you need to bring them back to the right or the center in order for them to examine what is really going on. So get rid of your insecurities. And yes, it's going to take time. It's going to take time to get rid of your insecurities. And it's something you have to keep on chipping at as you go on this journey of life. Why is this insecurity here? What can I do to increase my confidence? I remember when I had started modeling, this is years ago, I had worked with a photographer and this photographer showed me different poses and allowed me to feel how my body was in these poses to remember them, but be able to reenact the pose again. And then also showing the mirror to me by way of the photos he took of me. And this opened the door for a new kind of confidence. So that ability to continue to shape your confidence, it may be in front of a camera like it was for me. It may be that you open up your phone, turn on the camera, and you start speaking to that phone as if you're talking to an audience. It may be that you take personal pictures more often so you can see how you are moving and how your body movements are, how you look. You may be surprised just how lovely you look in a picture or how how handsome you look in a picture because you decided to take a picture that day. Or it may be that you get a microphone and you just record yourself. I used to hate my voice. I used to hate hearing my voice. And then I would, in a sense, force myself to listen to my voice so I could get comfortable with it. And Sometimes you may have to do that. You may have to just push yourself into doing something in order for you to get over that thing, whatever it is, that insecurity, that suppression, to get over it, put yourself in front of it. And so I started to listen to my voice and watch myself in videos and also show the videos to other people. And then they would give me feedback. So for example, my husband, when I started doing Fulfilling Life Friday on Periscope, he was like the only <laughs> the only viewers sometimes, most of the time. 
let's be real. <laughs> and he would give me feedback because I would ask for it. I would say, so what do you think? And he would be honest and I, that's what I appreciate about him, honesty. That's actually what I appreciate about everyone is honesty, just be transparent. So anyways, he was saying, well, you know, when you speak sometimes you will look out to the left or the right or up. And I hadn't realized that when I'm thinking or when I used to think about something, it would make me divert my eyes or divert my focus. And then it looked like I wasn't engaged with the audience anymore. So I started to remember that. And then from there, I started to have these indicators where I would probably lift my head up a bit. And then I would make that mental note like, hey, so keep your head level, look at the camera, remember that, look into the camera. So these indicators that you have can lead to you changing a behavior or a habit in order to get into that space of being confident, being comfortable with who you are. So if you're saying that I don't like going to networking events, but I'm gonna try it, try it and see what it's like. One of the recent networking events I went to was not like the normal one where you kind of have to awkwardly go around and try to connect with people. It was more of creating these small groups and then you're connecting with your group and then you may switch the group and then do another exercise. So putting yourself in those kinds of places and spaces so you can learn more about yourself, you can step more into your purpose and be confident in it and have no regrets in being exactly who you are. So the real issue may also be feeling inadequate, not wanting to step on people's toes. Let's talk about that. Is your not wanting to step on people's toes because you know they have insecurity? Is that the reason? Because I think that can be one of the core reasons why you may think that you're stepping on someone else's toes that you think that they're insecure or that they're someone who is kind of like, this is how it's gonna be and this is the way only. So why is it that you feel that you're stepping on people's toes? Is it more of, and can it be more of, well, I am providing another perspective for this group. I am providing a different perspective for this work environment, for this team that I'm on versus I'm stepping on somebody's toes. When you are suppressing the things and knowledge and the wisdom that you have, realize that whatever team that is connected to that is going to be failing in certain areas because you decided not to speak up. Going back to what I said about oftentimes you may be the only person that speaks up when everyone else is doing the opposite. So embrace that. I'm not stepping on someone's toes. I am providing a different perspective I am providing a different viewpoint and I'm bringing this team, this environment, this space back to a place of reasoning. So let's talk about this and don't be afraid to talk about it. It may be that the issue is feeling like it is not your place to do or say something. Often I've heard the language of managing up. So this concept is there is a let's say an assistant, and they will manage up to their director or to their supervisor in order to help them with their skills as a manager or a supervisor. But sometimes this manage up 
is not received by the supervisor. So of course the environment has to be created for this to happen. But if it's not, then it's not seen as managing up. It's seen as this person is overstepping person. This is not what they should be saying. So if you're an entrepreneur, you're a leader, you have a team, you're creating a team, even if this team is interns, I encourage you to create this culture of let's talk about this, let's make this space so we can talk about this, and let's actually work on implementing whatever this is, whatever is discussed. Also, the issue may be the environment does not cultivate your light. So if we consider a candle, you're not going to put a candle out in the broad daylight. Now, you may do it, but the purpose of that candle is going to be for decorative purposes. It's not going to exactly light in the middle of the summer. The sun is doing that on its own. But if you take that candle, you put it in a dark space or you put it in a room that has all the lights off, there's a light and it's a space for that light to shine. So having an assessment of what you're connected to, who you're connected to, and making sure you have the ability to have your light cultivated, that it's okay for your light to shine, but it's also okay for their light to shine and another person's light to shine and the whole team's light to shine if it means it illuminates the whole company or the whole team. So making sure also that you allow for this space, that you say, I see the light shining in them. Let me make sure they know that the light is shining in them. And let me also make sure they know that I'm listening to that light that's shining and I see it and that I want more of that light for whatever they bring to the table, to the environment. One thing I want to transition to talking about is something that is just circulating and it continues to circulate this language that I choose not to use. This term that I choose not to use. Before we talk about that, let's take a pause. So what term am I talking about? Imposter syndrome. I am talking about imposter syndrome. It's been the core of conversations on LinkedIn, on Instagram, all these different platforms. You'll hear people talking about imposter syndrome. Why don't I talk about it? Because it's irrelevant to me. I've chosen for it to be irrelevant to me. If I use such a negative term, imposter syndrome, these are two negative terms put together, framed by whomever, and it basically sets the tone of who you are. It basically implies that whenever situation you get in, as a leader, as a business owner, as a supervisor, that you are incapable of being in that position managing that position, being successful in that position. And syndrome, of course, if you would look it up, syndrome is something that is an abnormality. So you're basically claiming this if you use this term. So I encourage you to stop using the terms that you do not want to claim for your life, for your career, for yourself. You continue to use these terms. These terms are going to apply to your life. So I'm personally not going to use imposter syndrome, not going to use it in my vocabulary, not going to agree with it. There is a conversation I had through my organization on imposter syndrome, and I chose to refute that term and the whole context behind it 
because, like I said, it's irrelevant to me. And I say that confidently because I'm not an imposter. This is who I am. Whatever role I get in, I have the ability to shape the role based on who I am and shape myself. So if I feel that I'm not exactly ready for something, I'm gonna get ready. And how am I gonna get ready? I'm gonna look for learning opportunities. I'm going to get mentorship. I'm going to get an advisor. I'm gonna ask questions instead of taking on this identity of imposter and not having the opportunity to step into fully who I am. So I'm not claiming imposter syndrome. And this is your choice today. Am I gonna continue to use imposter syndrome? Am I going to continue to use this term in regards to myself? Or am I going to be more confident in who I am and watch the words that come out of my mouth because they're going to attract exactly what I say? Stop claiming what is not and should not be yours with your words. You can use words passively. You can use words directly. And you can use words to do a lot of other things. But using them to tear down your life without even knowing it is something you need to examine. If I don't do this, then this, this, this. Okay, so you're basically saying this isn't gonna happen if I don't do this I can't afford that and I'm saying these terms but they don't apply to my life if you're saying I can't afford that you cannot afford it (laughs) because you're saying you can't afford it and if you're repetitive with these words without retracting them without repenting and saying those words aren't mine I take that back then that's going to be the cycle of your life not being able to afford something oh I would never be able to do that Of course you wouldn't because you're saying it. And I'm not trying to be harsh. I'm just sharing the reality of what I've examined and I'm sure you've been able to examine with your words. Why did I keep on having relationships? And this is totally separate from leadership, but we can also bring it back to leadership. Why did I have these relationships that kept on being something that was not what it seemed? Maybe if I listen to the music that I kept on singing, hmm, okay. Why is it that when I get into a new role, this is an example, I am faced with supervisors that are condescending, supervisors that don't see my value. It's perhaps because I keep on talking about the fact that no one is going to see me how I should be. This example shows you how your language can shape your environment. And adding to that, Your language can shape the environment that may be toxic in a way that it'll change into being something that's healthy. So when you have those encounters with that example that I shared and your supervisor or whomever is leading you is having those kinds of attitudes, you can have a conversation with them respectfully, but point out this is an issue for me. This makes me uncomfortable. This is something I'm not willing to accept. There's ways to say things professionally. And I feel like that's a whole episode that can be talked about that. But I just want to share that you don't have to just accept the minimum and you don't have to accept disrespect. So you showing up is long overdue, leader. I don't care what your age is. I don't care what your skin tone is. I don't care if you're melanated or not melanated. It's time for you to show up fully. Get over yourself and I say that respectfully, get over yourself to the point where you can step into yourself. 
get over yourself that says my voice is weird when I listen to it get over yourself that says I'm not a speaker I'm not this I'm not fill in the blank get over yourself so you can step into self so I have five ways in which you can begin showing up or continuing to show up because maybe you are showing up already one speaking up when something needs to be said we chatted about this you may be the person that is the only one who's gonna say it only one who has the guts or the ability to say it, the boldness to say it so say what you have to say to that person no matter the position everyone is a person a human don't think about oh this person is high ranking this person is whatever they can still hear the truth and the truth may just come from you number two sharing your ideas your insight your intelligence don't dummy down i really don't like when people do that and i look back at my life when i used to do that and i don't like the young woman that used to do that don't dummy down share your ideas if you think something is not exactly the good the best approach share that professionally if you think that you can provide insight to something because maybe they didn't know that you had experience in mailchimp or you had experience with setting up marketing campaigns share that insight share your intelligence in the space and for those spaces that are cultivating for that that create the space and are open to that you just don't know how much you're going to be able to thrive number three dressing how you'd like this event you're going to may say that it's casual but you want to show up business casual do you show up business casual if they say we are going to have an environment where it is calm etc show up in that environment you respect the environment but if you want to add to that environment and bring some light to it it's okay if your voice elevates a little bit so wear the comfortable clothes but also wear those clothes where you say i want to be regal today i want to show up with some color today wear those royalty garments do it number four being comfortable in who you are change your posture physically you can make your chest perk up a bit roll your shoulders back making sure you're not slouching making sure you're not crossing your arms all the time crossing your arms can mean like this person is defensive they're unapproachable i used to do this all the time i used to cross my arms all the time and people would start to say well kia you're not really approachable i didn't know what was going on and then the crossing of the arms can sometimes go with facial expressions that kind of add to it so you may look like you're not interested or you're not in the mood or you're mad so realizing what are my postures saying what is this nonverbal communication saying about me and let me make sure that i am relaxed in this situation maybe cross your hands in front of you you may have your hands at your side there's a way to cross your arms where it doesn't look like it's tight it looks like more of oh i'm just resting my arms on myself or on my chest that is something that you can learn about but change your posture physically and then also change your heart posture and this goes a bit with confidence if your heart posture is that 
I don't know if I can do well in this environment. If your heart posture is connected to imposter syndrome, then that is what is going to come out of your mouth, come out of your mannerisms, that nonverbal communication, the things that you say. Someone may be sharing some light in your life and you just keep on coming back with, well, I, I can't do that or, oh, that's not me. And there we go again, back into that cycle of the things you don't want happening in your life or you don't want being claimed for your life, being in your life. Watch your words. And then finally, the last one is continuous education. Continuous education is so important. You don't graduate from college or grad school or get your PhD and stop learning. It should be a continuous practice of yours. So you can go from a place of unknowns to knowns and so you can be more sure of what you share and express that goes with confidence if you are unsure of what you express then do the research do some digging to determine that what you share is right if you're a teacher if you're someone who instructs or leads you'll want to be able to give more to people and by that continuous education, you'll be able to give more to people because now you have a thorough understanding of something and it will show. And it's not a place of condescending, I know this, I'm this person, I'm gonna puff up my chest. It's more of let me be sure of what I say so I can help this individual. Let me dive deeper into this topic so I can provide more of a level of expertise for the people that need it. So this is your prompt to show up. And if you close out this episode and you're still using the imposter syndrome, you're still not watching your words, then it's most likely because you need to listen to the episode again, or you need to have a heart check and say, is this the life I want to live? Do I want to continue on this path? I've been there. I have been insecure. I have done things that have been a mistake. I've apologized for mistakes. I've done things that have been embarrassing, but that's in the past. Leave your mistakes in the past and move on with the future. When those thoughts in the past come up, you retract those thoughts. It's there, it's a fact that it's there, but it doesn't have to stay there long if you don't allow it to. Toss that thought out and throw it in the trash and keep it out there. Just like when the trash person comes up and they take it, imagine some that those thoughts, those negative thoughts you have, that someone is just coming away every day to bring, to take that trash and throw it into somewhere you can long, no longer see. If you're a faith individual, that's what God does. He is going to take your cares when you cast it on him and he's going to absolutely take those so that means don't take it back you can't go and try to go to the trash dump <laughs> and try to take the trash back that's you're gonna look like a fool <laughs> so don't look like a fool trying to take back trash that is exactly what it is it's trash so leave it where it should be <laughs> so i hope you enjoy this episode just as much as i enjoyed listening to this to myself talk and it's been healing for me because I often have to have these self-talks too and then be put in front of those individuals who can encourage me too. So I hope this is some encouragement, but also again, it's the prompt for you to show up and stop suppressing who you are. Everyone wants to see it. I wanna see it. And there's people that are assigned to you that wanna see it. So finally, I invite you to join my email list. I'm gonna leave two links. The first link is gonna be for my kingdom email list. These are for faith builders, faith entrepreneurs, people of God. The second is for nonprofits where you can 
get information, insights about nonprofits. I love sharing information about nonprofits. Nonprofits are needed, especially in this time. If you are looking to start a nonprofit, go and start the nonprofit. Stop making excuses. Those people that you're wanting and needing to serve, they're waiting for you. They're waiting on you to get started. So those lists, those links to my email list are going to be in the show notes. And I will join you next time. I am also releasing a new series and I'm excited to be sharing about that. So make sure you subscribe, make sure you stay connected and we'll chat soon.